Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the next edition of Missing a Point. Uh, I am back in the building. We've been dropping heat for you all week. And guess what? We're back to bring you some more. I'm Hollywood Ray with my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, DK Sizzle. Uh, and we're here to talk NBA, of course. Like, why, why wouldn't we be, right? And, you know, it's, it's one of the best times of the year. Obviously, college football's going crazy. You know, uh, NFL's going crazy. But like I said, we're, we're big fans of the NBA. Uh, real quick, before we get into the NBA, just want to say, uh, that we're, we're happy to be a part of now, the Winner's Edge uh, podcast network. We just recently signed on uh, with them. So shout out to Electrocast Media for getting that done. And uh, once again, I look forward to the relationship and it's going to be some great things to come. So DK, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, whatever production value Winner's Edge brings to the pod now. I don't know if they're going to like do the the jail doors slamming shut like at the start of all the Akon songs or like what they're really going to drop. <laughs> but uh, maybe we're just in safe hands now. I'm, I'm happy we're with those guys. Uh, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. So we had some we had some options to sign up to different podcast networks and uh, we're going with Winner's Edge because proven uh, proven commodity. We're, we're excited to grow with them and uh, we're glad it worked out like that, I feel like. But I'm really excited to get down to the business of getting in business and talking about the National Basketball Association because we really haven't checked in on the uh, on the whole on the league as a whole as much as we've sort of focused on the Celtics for right. good reason we've been amped right mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I, I think the league is shaping up interestingly and I think there's a lot to talk about so yeah I'm pumped to get into it yeah and I think I mean obviously there's you know different players showing out different teams showing out and like said we'll get into it by conference really. Uh, so I, I want to start with the Eastern Conference. I think obviously everyone that knows that listens to us knows that we are fans of an Eastern Conference team, obviously with the Boston Celtics. But there is other greatness happening outside of 100 Causeway Street, uh, whether we see it on a nightly basis or not. Uh, so one one of the teams that comes to mind right away is a team that actually beat us twice. Uh, you know, it makes me sick, but at the same time, they have been, you know, they have played very well to start the season, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. So just what do you think has been like a catapult or a catalyst for, you know, their early season, you know, just onslaught, really? I think it's no, it's not a surprise. Like, I think we talked briefly when we were kind of talking about in context of the Celtics and how they're going to do the season mm-hmm. and like who we're going to come up against and, and uh, who's going to offer us challenges. And we definitely name dropped the Cleveland Cavaliers a couple of times because I feel like they, 
the big thing that obviously they did is they reaped the rewards of the terrible uh, front office work of the Brooklyn Nets and like especially egregious to to improve an Eastern Conference rival and uh, in, in, in this even more egregious to improve fucking Cleveland because I, I really thought I was going to watch them be shitty sans LeBron for the next <laughs> decade. But the problem that we have now with them is that they're young, they're hungry. Uh, they have a little bit of a chip in their sh- on their shoulder because of uh, the brush they've been painting with being the Cleveland Browns. And I think, obviously, you have Jared Allen and you and you have like that great young core and you know I'm a big Jared Allen fan, but, but. you know, it's it's not any more complicated than Donovan Mitchell and like the, the kind of the play that he's bringing to the season. I, I think he he's the kind of player where you you remember Derrick Rose, like yeah, players mm-hmm. like this, where you love them, but you can't fall completely in love with them because you're worried about their health. Right. But now that he plays for the Cavs, it's a little harder. But even when he was just absolutely serving sauce on the Celtics this season, it, there was moments of like, I mean, that dude's a fucking hooper, right? I think that he's Thanks. got a really cool, like a really cool team around him. If it wasn't the Cavs, I'd be like way more high on them because like there's a lot of players that I really like to watch play. But also matchup wise, I just think that they're coached well. I think that the way that they beat us, I wouldn't be terribly worried about a playoff matchup with them. I don't know if they have the kind of uh, experience and grit that we have going into the playoffs. I think that they should be more worried about us, even though they've taken both regular season contests in overtime, mind you, this season. But I do think that there's some there's if they can keep this core together, there's someone to watch out for in two years. But as far as to answer your question, like, why are they good? It's because they have a bunch of good players <laughs> and they're yeah. and they're put in uh, they're put in positions to win. And I also I think they had an immediate culture when they put those guys together. Like they just mm-hmm. seem to have each other's backs. They seem to play well together and complement each other really well. I think we're also, though, at the time of the season where. I'm not saying they're not good, but I think that it will sort of start to even itself out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if we're going to get to this, like the the Utah Jazz, for instance. Obviously, they start off yeah, super yeah, we'll hot. Some, yep. Once mm-hmm. we talk about the Western Conference, but obviously they start off super high. And like you, you, you've been quoted as saying it yourself. The this is the time of year where it's kind of put up or shut up, and like the teams that are that have that hot start sort of start to fade away. I also think the way that basketball players uh, condition their bodies now, mm-hmm. the start of the season, the first segment of the season used to be kind of an extended preseason because we have such a long like so many games in the nba if you remember when we were kids like Shaq was coming in fat like every single year right and he was just playing his way into shape and i just don't think that's the case anymore so i think the offensive efficiency is up across the board when when teams come in but what you start to see is is the sort of the fat start to fall away in regards to how they how they line up and how they play I don't think they're going to drop off i think that they will make the playoffs i don't think they're going to drop off that drastically but i think they're fun I just don't think they're like as good maybe as their record shows. And I just, I think the big badge that they have right now is that they beat us twice. And uh, I think thought yeah. those were kind of weird games, but you can't really take away from Donovan Mitchell in those games. Like he absolutely fucking came at us. So I, I'd yeah, like yeah. to see them again. I'd like, I'd like to see more of them. I'd like to see what they're made of and I'd like to see more of their DNA. And I'm, and I'm interested in having them as an Eastern conference rival, because I think the heat have dropped off. Even, you know, we kind of had our eye on them always because they always give us problems. Mm-hmm. But they've dropped off pretty hard. Injuries notwithstanding, but they've dropped off pretty hard. And I, you got to see like who's going to give you tests uh, coming to the playoffs at this point. I think if we do see them, say if we're one and eight going into the, or you know, that that's possible. So mm-hmm. going into the playoffs, we could see them in the first round. So I wouldn't be too upset about that if that happened. Yeah. No, I I think yeah, I think obviously I think they were a playing team last year too. Yeah. So yeah, you know that they, they kind of caught fire at the end. That thing had. Uh, 
they took that game last year seriously against Brooklyn. They couldn't beat them because they were in it the whole game. And I'm then, not sure they were convinced that they were like, yeah, yeah. All the, they, they, they didn't think they belonged there, but I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, like, but now they now, do. I think, yeah, a, a, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And ironically, you, you kind of touched on it, but you know, I'll I'll drive the point home. You know, ironically, because they have you know this team's former best player, they kind of are the Utah Jazz of the East, <laughs> right? Like, you know, Mo- Mobley is a better version of Walker Kessler. You know, obviously Jared Allen's better than Jared Vanderbilt. So I love Jared like, Allen, honestly. I oh, I, can't, yeah, and I, I can't listen, get enough yeah, of that guy. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I really he, can't. He's great. He's great. And I I enjoy his 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 effort night in night out. Obviously, uh Kevin Love has, you know, reveled in the role of being a sixth man. I think that, you know, I'm I'm not sure if five four or five years ago he would have thought that, obviously. You know, when when they were still making the finals and, you know, just doing things, but he yeah, he, he's really done well in in that role. And yeah, I mean, and let, let's be real. We didn't we didn't mention this guy's name yet, but uh, the emergence of Darius Garland has been huge for that team. And obviously, you know, they picked Colin Sexton, they picked Darius Garland, you know, back to back, and people were wondering, okay, well, they both were top ten picks. Like, who's going to be the guy? Are they going to be the backcourt? I probably would have said Sexton, honestly, based on his college career. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fact, same, same, yeah. same. Yeah, even when I saw him in high school, him, him, when yeah, I saw him, he's fast him. As fuck. Like he just he had he had all the things. Right, exactly. So. I think, you know, those that, you know, and for those that are Cleveland fans can, can appreciate this reference about the make, I think in some people's mind, it was like, okay, but we have a new day, Mark Price and Craig Elo. Yeah, and, that's a good, you know, that's a good, you know, that's a good you know, reference. So I think that's what they were, or even, even Terrell Brandon, Craig Atlanta. So, you know, whatever, whatever area you want to go with for those that watch uh, Cleveland basketball, you know, we, we, we can actually, we can take you there. You know, we're Boston fans. <laughs> thinking we want to go. Uh, you got to know, you know your enemy. So I, you got to know your I enemy, man. This. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just think that they, like I said, they, they, like I said, the coachship is there, like you mentioned, and I believe JB Bickerstaff is their coach. Like he is someone that has gotten a raw deal off of other places that he's been, mm-hmm. and I think now that Kobe Allman and the rest of the ownership there in Cleveland is putting him in position, uh, not only to be successful this season but successful in uh, the future. So once again, congrats to them on a hot start. I, I, I do think, like I said, the, the regression to the means will happen. It's already happened. Yeah. Since. That's yeah. four, like 13 or 14 to 8 right now, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Still a, we're still a great record. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's still over 600. Uh, well, I think it's one of those situations where, like, yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, anyone that was paying attention knew that they were going to be decent. But I also think that I don't, I, I'd be pretty surprised if they were up for a deep playoff run this year. But mm-hmm. then you never know. Like, there, there's players there that could catch fire early on in the playoffs if they skip a play in week or even if they have to do the play in. Like, right. I feel like there's players there that could catch fire and, and, and go through. I like I said, I wouldn't be terrified to see them in the playoffs. Despite you know, people overreact to regular season uh, yes. victories and stuff. And and I think that we've talked a lot about the Celtics and them taking the defensive side of the ball off a little bit this year. So yeah. and you just don't you don't do that in the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not super worried about it. But I think they'd be interesting to see like if if somehow we got like a four and a five Chicago and and Cleveland series. Like I'd be super interested to watch that series. So. Uh, I mean, maybe that'd be a reach for Chicago, but I, I, I think Cleveland would beat them in six games. You think? I, yeah, because the only, only reason I say that is because outside of DeRozan has been there multiple times. Yeah, Vucevic has been in the playoffs, but Orlando, Orlando wasn't getting out the first round when they were making the playoffs. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? But so DeRozan, I, like, I think I feel like people like don't really give DeRozan enough credit. No, he no, he's a monster. I, I just yeah. say like they, they have no answer for him. He's kind he's of forgotten. He he's kind of forgotten about though. You know what I mean? Like because you keep the well, like, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like I feel like people, two times in a row. <laughs> right. 
No, I mean, and he's going to do that to you. He's going to do that to you. And good, but just as a quick aside, good for LeBron today. You see his like press conference or scrum or whatever, where he was like, how come no one asked me about Jerry Jones and (laughs) standing outside of I mean, it's it's, it's, it's about having the same energy. And I think that's where, and shout out to Taylor Rooks too for for highlighting that message. Like it's not about pinning two guys against each other and saying, hey, if you're going to ask me about one thing, which is fine, because that's that's your job as the media, just make sure you ask about both. That yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that is the gist of the message. Not not what was said, not who it came from. It's literally just asking, can we keep the same energy? That's all he was saying. So, but like you said, yeah. But back back Wait, to do you think it's like a statute of limitations thing, like in people's minds, or is it because it's like Kyrie Irving says this shit? It's like it's it's breaking news, right? But when people see like a fucking photo of Jerry Jones like a million years ago, like to me, I would say that's like. Just as egregious, if not like, yeah, no, worse. I mean, for, for, but, like for because sure. it was so long ago, people like because it, it does it did get swept under the rug a little bit, you know. And it's like it's 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 just weird how it doesn't make it doesn't mm-hmm. jump to front page news when yeah. that to me but, is fucking scandalous, right? Well, so. I, I will I will say this because and this is not original content for me, but it's just something I saw on uh, social media, and I, I'm like, I don't think is, there is such a thing as original content anymore. No, no, <laughs> I mean, I mean, to, to, to extent, Except I mean, for here at missing the point. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I didn't watch anything to, before we did this. Like, I'm I I yeah. just I know. Yeah, so I'm I'm not I, I don't like say I, I I'm not looking to get influenced by anything else. But no, I just I just think that you know it said on there. You know, Emmett Emmett Till's <laughs> death was also 55 years ago. Right about that too. Like, so I'm saying like just don't don't pick and choose. If if, if you want to be yeah, mad yeah, about yeah. one thing, be mad about it all. But needless to say, much so we get back to uh, even though and it's NBA really, but want to get back to. Uh, talk about some teams. I'm going to stay in that uh, division. So the Indiana Pacers, um, yeah, young, yeah, young, young, young core. You know, uh, our 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 you know guy that was on this team that did first. Well, Aaron Smith played phenomenal. Yeah, yeah but you knew. Like I them. feel like he, it's like the, it's like you always say. Like he's gonna get he's gonna get his bag in Orlando, right? Like mm-hmm. w- when you're in Boston and the three guys ahead of you are like all going to play minutes in the playoffs. It's, mm-hmm. it's not really fair to ask that he like comes out and actually performs like how we would have needed him to at small forward or, or guard or what, you know, shooting guard or whatever. It's like in right. that, sw- in that swingman role, like where, like the way that we were equipped, like it just doesn't make any sense. I was a little weirded out by his shooting because I thought he was supposed to be this like, just like spot mm-hmm. up three point jump shooter when he came in and like that's definitely not him at all but yeah i think it's really like you know he'll go he could to go somewhere like indiana and flourish i'm i'm really happy for him it's it's not a situation where i'm like oh why did we get rid of him because it's like there was no wor- world in which he succeeds here you yeah. know like it was, there was just too much talent ahead of him and not any r- real ability to like get him in and, and be productive but you know i love miles turner down there like I, mm-hmm. i'm constantly like trying to figure out a way that we can make it like still make that trade come back but right. now you look at the Pacers and you're like, why would you though? Like, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Like, yeah. there's there's high ceiling guys across the across the floor. Like, there's an argument for most improved player with Halliburton already. And like, I just think, yeah, they're fun to watch. They're young, and I think again, like another Eastern Conference team that y- you kind of have to keep your eye on. Like a lot of young, hungry fish around the Eastern Conference right now that all could could come good or, or I don't know, get broken up. But like, you remember when we were like all super high on the Minnesota Timberwolves with like Tony Allen or sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies with Tony Allen. And it was like, Oh yeah, they're so defensive. Like give it one or two more years, but it just takes a couple of weird or or bad front office decisions 
with a young team like that to really fuck it up. And the problem is like a lot of these guys, they hit year three, year four, they're like, I want a big contract. So then that creates yep. parity a little bit in the league. But I don't know with it, with a small market team like Indiana, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much, how much they're, I'm, I wouldn't say small market. I mean, I know that, that their fans are diehard fans and I know that they love basketball in Indiana. I'm just talking about population. Yeah. But I just think like, and, and, you know, desire to sort of go there. I think if they're going to do anything, like they're going to have to do some stuff with rookie contracts still hanging yeah. in the balance, uh, if that yeah. makes sense. No, for sure. And they, I just I, talked I, myself they, into them and then talked myself out of them in like one spiel. <laughs> no, it, 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 trust me, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's other, other, other places, other spaces that have done the same thing, but what cannot be denied is the talent they have. That, they're fun. They're that, super fun. Yeah, but definitely fun to watch. Listen, Ben Ben Matherin, who's who's coming off the bench and who was a sixth pick in in this, in this year's draft, he's a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's, he's good. Got, he caught a lot of fire early on because he was like, "Oh, look, I believe there's someone better than me." Like LeBron plays me, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to, uh, you know, show me. And he he outplayed LeBron the other night when Indiana came to LA, and LA was up seventeen in the fourth, mm-hmm. and Indiana came back and won. So mm-hmm. you not only do you get the win in LA, you also you also outscored LeBron James. So. Yeah. I, I know that probably took his confidence to to another level above where it's already at. But I think about him. I think about Halliburton. I remember on and you know early in the show when we you know, at the inception of the show, I said in that twenty twenty draft, I said if you can find a way to get Tyrese Halliburton, you do so. I said he's a six five guard. I said he had the shots kind of quirky. I said but you can fix that. And mm-hmm. look what has happened. It, yeah, shot, the shot is falling. You can actually fix shots low. now. It's it's yeah. the craziest thing. I feel like yeah. I'm I'm from a bygone era. The the shot doctor is a real thing, and I'm from a bygone era where if you had a shot like Lonzo Ball's coming into the NBA from when when I was like 17, like I'm just writing you off immediately. <laughs> it's like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And like, look at Lonzo now. Like his shot okay, is did you, did you did you write off Kevin Martin back in the day? No, well, I I I didn't think that. And Kevin Moore had a wild shot. And I didn't think that shooting was. In. I didn't think shooting was his only asset that he brought into the league. You know, gotcha, I, okay, I think if, okay. if if guys if guys come in and they can, they're like good in the paint and they have good footwork and like it's like, well, we can make a basketball player out of you. I just think that there's a lot of pure shooters that came in when we were younger that you're like, yeah, that's gonna work in college. You know, like that's gonna work in college, wow. but your release is taking too fucking long. Like you're gonna get swatted every single second. But you can actually. You can actually see players improving their shot now, which is dope. And like, sorry, not to go off on a tangent on that. With <laughs> let's get back to the Pacers. Jalen Smith, you forgot about. He's good. Oh he, yeah, uh, yeah. You remember him from his Maryland days? He was uh he was he was a fucking problem. He's like a little bit of a stretch, stretch or yeah, scorer, yeah. scorer type, you know, which I always love. Like I I remember the Celtics having like a lot of those littered around the place and just not really knowing what to do with them. But I yeah, I think that they're long, they're athletic. As a team, there and like you said, like I said earlier, like Halliburton could get the most improved player award this year if the, if he keeps. I he I, wouldn't be my pick, which I'm sure I will bury the lead there. We'll we'll talk about that later, but it's on the agenda. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're fun to watch, man. I, I think again, same deal with what they look like across, like in terms of us and in terms of like the rest of the Eastern Conference, where it's like I'm not a hundred percent sold yet, but. For a regular season, like I think they're they have all the tools. Where where would you see them coming in this year? So I I think they, I mean maybe at best be like an eighth and ninth seed and yeah. be and play like you're still, LA. You're still higher at the ceiling at the ceiling. You're higher you know, on think, Cleveland though, right? You're higher on Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah def, def, definitely higher on Cleveland. You know, mainly because of them. Like I I I feel like if Donovan Mitchell was in the end, like they might be in the same position that, that Cleveland's in. Like I think that him and Miles Turner would have been a very good duo. 
obviously with Buddy Hill can shoot the I mean, ball. They're, 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 you know, they're side to side with each other in, in, yeah. in the standing. So I just, I, someone's got to slide. So you think the pace yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be, he'll be Indiana. Like they, they don't have a bunch of guys that are proven. Like once again, Turner's been to the playoffs. Uh, I don't like that Buddy Hill has not been to the playoffs in his career so far. Um, they might get that like we're so young we don't understand like the 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 gravi- gravity of the situation type deal like yeah, early, for sure, early for sure. Jason and Jalen like oh shit we first all of a sudden it's game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals it's finals like, like we're here I'm not yeah. saying they're them I'm not saying it's, it's that but you know you never know with it, a young team so there and well I'll say this on the spot because you know you'll appreciate this record because we saw this as fans maybe they become the 2008 Hawks. And I folks, love the 2008 would, Hawks. Yeah, folks, that's one of my favorite uh, teams ever. That's funny you bring that. So up. <laughs> if, if folks remember, we are, hey, if folks remember what the 2008 Hawks were, they were a team that were 37 and 45. So it wasn't, they weren't someone that was going to be a juggernaut. But they had Joe Johnson, they mm-hmm. had a rookie Al Horford, they mm-hmm. had a veteran Mike Bibby on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is a name drop for some of y'all that were college basketball fans. AC Law out of Texas A and M was on that team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh some Stoudemire. So they they had guys that were young and upcoming and you know they don't, they, don't they, say uh, don't don't forget about Josh Smith. Josh Smith oh, Jason yeah, Jason Smith. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, you're right. Jason was my guy. You're right. I am so sorry to those that listen to Georgia. They had, my bad. Zaza, yeah. they had Zaza at center. Yeah, Zaza, yeah, yeah, Zaza all that. So they, they had they had a lot of guys on there that yeah. can play where athletic and once again that was always a team that Boston and a lot of teams that were older always struggled with. So they could play themselves into that because, I mean, once again, they're not a, a, as athletic as that uh, Hawks team was, but I could definitely see them. They got good coaching with Carla, obviously, so they definitely could, could be a playing team that maybe still is a game for somebody because they, they play hard. So, yeah, like I said, they have something good going there, and I think that, you know, better days are definitely coming for Indiana. Once again, yeah, yeah, the basketball states, the basketball town, like they love – basketball there like it, it is to them you know basketball is everything absolutely hoosiers. Up, so. hoosiers man if you yeah, haven't seen hoosiers exactly. go no, watch so hoosiers. I, I just think that you know shout out to gene hackman but you know <laughs> and i just think that, that that is that is awesome you think you know? he has so. the greatest record of uh sports movies just off the top of your head like he was in that and the replacements yeah i mean that that's that's i mean it's, it's, it'd be, that's, it'd be pretty good. that's pretty let's, good let's, let's do that deep dive and, and it's funny that's not even like i mean that's he that was a great movie but i just feel like I, I love him in Enemy of the State with him and Will Smith. That, that's like, I, I love that movie too. I, 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 I watched that not was, too long ago. Hey, hey, aside, that, uh, I, see, I see that on, on social media that Will Smith just came out with a movie. But I think it's all I missed. Probably not as, it's probably not as um, good as Enemy of the State. Oh, no, oh, no, no, for, for sure. fucking awesome. Well, well, Enemy, of State is my, Enemy of the State is my favorite Will Smith movie. I know yeah, because they remember they that was, I'm like, no, I. It was so different for him. Yeah. Uh, at that time, we always used the Franks and he did Independence Day and he did six six degrees of separation. Like just a quick aside, Enemy of State to me was his best work. I just thought he was not, and he had my girl Lisa Bonet in there. Right. Uh, it just oh it was it was Gene yeah. Hackman's not um, like a he's not like a super genius in it. He's like a, a kook. He's kind of a yeah. kook. He's like he's like a tinfoil hat guy and he's like, but he turns out to be right about like the NSA and like it keeps like just cutting to like Guys in trucks being like, I've geolocated his location. And it's just like, it's good old fashioned fun. Yeah, I love every exactly, second of it. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to fire that baby up after this. Right. Speak, good stuff. Speaking of, yeah, but speaking of a couple of cooks, watch how I bring it back. Uh, let's go to Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they, 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 they got a couple of cooks over there, too. You know, uh, 
definitely quirky to say the least, especially on the basketball floor and what they do off the floor as well. But they've played a little bit better lately. I think they're, they're you know, KD has been on fire as of late, uh, which is expected. Even Ben happen. Simmons has turned in and have, have a couple of good performances. Even even Kyrie showed to, to an extent as well. So just, you know, looking at what they've done recently since Kyrie's come back against Portland, uh, I think last week, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, once again, KD seems to be... You know, locked in. I know they're getting TJ Warren back as well. Royce O'Neal has been there. They haven't played Petty Mills as much, obviously. So he's uh, maybe he's fell out of favor, you know, under Jock Vaughn. <laughs> With so Kevin Durant, you mean? Why? <laughs> why? No, yeah, no, right, yeah, no. Well, no, I mean, I mean, he he was screaming about Patty Mills coming there last year. So I, I don't know. Once again, Patty Mills is a proven player in the playoffs. Like the dude is lethal. And once again, I don't know if he's like that, that he's that much worse than Seth Curry. That he can't get on the floor, unless they want to I mean, top to you know get better. But it, you know, just, it, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts about them? And just like, like once again on the court, and just what you know, do you see them figuring out at least to be a top five seed? Um, no, in these. <laughs> no, no, it's it's kind of a bummer. I, I mean, as a basketball purist, it's kind of a bummer. As a Celtics fan, it's not. But I think, like you say, the Patty Mills thing. It's like there's no way to figure out if it's a basketball decision or if it's an ego decision or if it's a dysfunction decision or, right. you know, there's no way to figure out why the Nets are doing what they're doing. Like if you have a team like the Bucks or a team like the Celtics, like it, 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 play teams that in this, in this Eastern conference, especially like make a decision about a player, you can sort of at, at this point be like, well, they, they probably know more than we do. Like, you know, they've been watching on the analytics are there. Like, it's all right. We want to see him, but maybe there's like some defensive stuff, Peyton Pritchard. Right. So like, it's, uh, you know, you don't see him as much. Patty Mills not seeing the floor. Like you can reasonably look at the Brooklyn Nets and be like, I don't know why that is. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe Kevin Durant just doesn't like him anymore. You know, that could be possible. Maybe there's just like weird yeah. behind the scenes dysfunction going on. But I mean, fuck all that. Like, honestly, like uh, the, the soap opera conversation about the Brooklyn Nets is so fucking boring at this point. Like it's, a, a team we're constantly talking about for all the wrong reasons. And mm. I, I don't mean like, I don't mean to sit in judgment of them to be quite honest with you, because as much as like, obviously we've talked that nauseum about Kyrie Irving and like the, the shit that he comes out of his, from his brain to his mouth. But like, I'm still going to be a KD apologist. Like at the end of the day, yeah, like, yeah. I, I understand that he is, I understand that like the way that he went about moving himself around is not, ideal <laughs> like for his career and his legacy like it's going to be damaging and it makes him harder to stick up for but at the end of the day he's a guy that we saw that was generational and we're all very lucky to have watched him play basketball it was a very unique experience for me to watch him when he went to the uh warriors and they just like absolutely clowned on the cleveland cavaliers and like he took lebron on one-on-one a bunch and and succeeded and to me, all the criticisms leveled at KD had just gotten so stale and boring where it's like, oh, he, he needs he needs to do this to win. Oh, he shouldn't have left. Like him and Russ were almost there with the Warriors. It's like we've had these conversations 8 million times. You know, you and I have talked about it so much that like I, I've almost come around to your way of thinking on it at the wrong time because of of how he's seen now in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But, I, but it's even still, as much as he got himself in this situation, I look at him and I'm like, well, that's an awfully high workload for, for a, a legacy player, uh, a legend of the game at this point, and a guy who's like come off some pretty serious injuries, who I'd love to see compete in the playoffs again. And he has this pretty high workload for those shitty Brooklyn Nets uh, in a season where we all know they're not going to do anything. And I'm just like wincing, watching his legs deteriorate and, you know, and feeling the ever ebbing passing of time in my own life. 
So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I know that most people would clown on me and come at me for this take because at this point, like to still defend Kevin Durant is like, is silly because he's made so many stupid choices and, and he's, you know, I, I wish his career had gone a different way as far as like, you know, decisions that he made in places that he went, but I don't know, man. He's just so fucking good at basketball. Like, it's just—it's <laughs> just like I—I I can't. Like, I—I lo- I love watching the guy play. I just—I really do, and it makes me sad that the Brooklyn Nets are shitty because, like I said, when they got put together, I was like, "This is super exciting. They're gonna look so good." And I didn't think we were really there yet, so I was like, yeah. "Cool, like whatever. Let's fucking watch Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving play together. That's just awesome." Yeah, and it I'm, went I'm, so I'm, badly. Just went so right, bad. And I'm sure. I'm sure that they had the same thought process as well. As well, obviously, when they get James Harden and they added some other pieces, they just felt. You know, like, on paper, hey. it seems like a lot of fun. Right. It, it, exactly. But I just think this is where I say, you know, the only time that the NBA was over before it started was the time that KD shot with Golden State. We knew if they were healthy, there was no other team that was even going to have a shot on the court, regardless of who was out right. there. And so that's so to me, that's why I didn't. You know, when it happened, I was like, okay, yeah, they got Harden, they got Kyrie, but I'm like, yo, mentally, is this, is this going to work? Once again, basketball-wise, it should. When you got guys that could get 30 a night, all three of them could get right. 30 a night, maybe right. he, actually... And that's what we said. Could, that's all, what you and I said. 50, right? All three could get 50 in a game if they, if they <laughs> right. really wanted to. Um, right. it, just, but just, it just didn't make sense basketball-wise. And obviously, you know, Harden and KD had a prior relationship, obviously playing in OKC. And yes, there's a part of me that has always held out that it should have ended with Russ, Harden, and KD. I still think, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I think about it like the basketball degeneration X. Like, yeah. we didn't see, we didn't see it for long enough in their prime. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we should, we should have seen more of it. And I just, I just wish that there was a way to get that back together outside of an all star game. But like I said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never see, uh, that basketball faction. <laughs> Uh, ever, ever you remember? Against, you remember the like kind of revisionist history of that too. Like when when the trades happened, like when Harden left, for instance, initially and went to Houston, it was like, oh wow, yeah, I, I thought he was Russia gonna... got moved at the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I've never been, I've never been a huge Russ fan, as you know. Yeah. Just like his game for me has always been a little bit like, how do you win with this? But I think when Harden got moved, it was kind of like I feel like a lot of people were like, oh shit, James Harden got really good now that he has like more usage and like more, now he's on the ball more, and it's like. I remember being like, nah, he was still sick though. Like, it was yeah, like right, still right, right there. Exactly. Like, it wasn't like when he, when they traded, it, it was like people were saying, like, they didn't know what they had and they traded it away. It's like, no, they knew what they had, I think, because I think I knew what they had and you oh, knew for, what they for had. And they traded it away. Dollars, they, Sam Presti moved him. Yeah, which is just crazy. They, they gave him four years, 52. He yeah. wanted five years, 65. Yeah, and they tra- and they traded him for thirteen million dollars. It's so upsetting. That, that's that's, un- that's unreal to me. It's now it's they just, got thirteen first round picks, but it's just yeah, like sure, I, I just, no, I don't, it's, it's unbelievable. It's wild. It's just it's crazy wild. because it's like then you just think like in that Warrior series where they were so so close. If he's there, you know, I just eh, it's I don't know. I mean, I maybe it all would have played out even worse, but to break that to break that core up you know it's like we were talking about the pacers earlier you know it's like this is what happens now like guys don't want to like they ask for a little bit too much or they want to get moved or they want their own team or like whatever it is you don't know you don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes but like i just feel like we were robbed of that like you said like i just feel like it sucks like i would want i would wanted to see it i would have wanted to see it and then we got to see it kind of later and it was gross and everyone was old and it just wasn't working it was a bummer right exactly i i do think you know, there's another team I want to speak about before we get to the cream of the crop of the of the East. And we, we all know who 
those teams are. So, you know, just, you know, listen for that big market tease there. But <laughs> uh, I want to go down to I-75, go down to Orlando. I'd be remiss if we didn't speak about Paulo Bancaro. This this man is has been unreal since he's got into the league. He's a bucket, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that like that's li- literally bucket bank heroin. That, that's literally yeah. you 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 heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> like bucket <laughs> bank heroin. That that dude is unreal. And once again, that's another young core. And once again, I will I will give you. Uh, it, it was on a different platform, but I it will I will give you your. Flowers for mentioning about because uh, he had a great night, great play, great game the other night. Bull Boy had twenty four the other night. Bull Boy's back. I still I still believe that it's something that he's getting that opportunity. So he's yeah, going to right. it down there. He wasn't going to get twenty four up here, but I, was, I, I love I love what I've seen from him. You know, yeah. uh, it looks like he gained some weight too, which that's good. Yeah. Like but he's he, still like moving he, like, really well, right? Well, no, still for sure, really for sure. Well. But I'm like, but like he needed to gain some type of weight because it, it was out oh, of yeah. control. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bancaro. Well, it's not like it's not like Manute was like fucking framed out. No, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. But he was like, you know, he just needed to be. You know, I think Dad didn't play as long as he could have either because of how because of the small frame. So right, he, he had developed the outside shot. Uh, quick aside about that. Watch watch a video of his father. I think when he played, I think he played in what he played in Washington, and he hit six threes. Huh? And 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 nobody even shot threes back then. Yeah, no, he was shot. That's <laughs> it. But obviously, he was he was so. You know, he wasn't moving like that, so yeah, he ended up shooting a few threes back there. Think, <laughs> uh, so you know, like Charles Barkley in the video, like, man, like, are you, are you, are you for real? So couldn't get help but laugh at, at that moment because at that time it was an anomaly. Now, now it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's just a uh, thing of nature now for that to happen in, in the NBA game. But no, but back back to the to, to the current day situation at hand. I just I think that they or another team, but they looking to be what Indiana has become and looking to become what. You know, uh, Cleveland has become, but or, they or just have I mean, not stayed. Powers. Yeah, they they had they haven't stayed healthy. And once again, if I will say this about Orlando and their management, so whether it be from the late night, the early nineties to now, if they have the number one pick, they're not going to miss. So whether it was Shaq, well, Chris Webber, well, well, Webber, like Dwight Howard, yeah. Um, let's be then, clear though. Let's be clear. As much as their drafting has been exceptional. In I'm era. saying just number, just number one pick. I'm not saying like yeah, overall. Sure, sure, sure. But their ability to hang on to those guys for like we just talked about with with Oklahoma City. I was going about, to call, I was about to call them the, the Supersonics, but like we just talked about with Oklahoma City, it's like I, I don't want to see happen to that team like happen with Shaq and Penny, for instance. You know where it's like oh like. No one's communicating. I'm not saying it's the same front office or anything uh, mm-hmm. like that, but it, it, no one's communicating. You got to make sure you pay guys if you want to keep them in a market like that. You get, and you can, and you don't want to do some stupid like put. Uh, have you been watching the the Shaq documentary? It's really good. No, but I mean, I, I did. I did watch the one with him and Penny just the Atlanta thirty for thirty. Yeah, and, and it's like it's, you know, it's telling him that he wasn't worth one twenty, which is a joke. Yeah, no, it's bad. I mean, it's bad. But you gotta you gotta put you gotta put your best foot forward with these guys because Paolo might be the future of this league, <laughs> you know, and, and oh, guys, yeah, he'll yeah, so, be one of them for sure. Uh, well, for him sure. and, and obviously when Yanama, uh, he's going to come in and he's going to be like probably the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. So, uh, if he, like, you know, if he, if he stays healthy, obviously, but I mean, these two guys, these, these freakishly built, uh, silky shooters, <laughs> like with like unbelievable footwork, like yeah. I knew Paolo was going to be decent. I don't know. Like I didn't really know about his strength and stuff, but 
damn, like that footwork. Oh, people, like, were picking like, Jabari, people were picking Jabari Smith to get it no, with behind him. No, no. No, that's I'm, 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 I'm telling you. I, 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 I wish I could pull it. I'm telling you. There was, there was no, like, I believe that you that they were. I believe, I believe you, but that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I was just like, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I was like, I get it because of how he played. He was in the ACC. Also, yeah. I mean, on the ACC, it was Auburn, but he was in the SEC, my bad. But I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I get it. Anthony Edwards came out the SEC a few years ago today. People, I'm like, I, I get it. There's some talent. That's good in, is good. Like, top five but, NBA drafts, like, good is good. And people were saying the same stupid shit about Luca. You know, like, oh, well, you're Well, they, they were saying about like, Trey. So they were like, what's going on with Trey? Yeah, um, but it's like, I, but it was like, it, Luke was a no brainer pick that year. Like, you can't, you like, people are going to do reviews. Yeah, Sa- history, Sacramento. Like, Oof, Sacramento. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I, I feel like if you knew, you knew at that point. And it's like, Luca's like, like, like we were talking about the future of the league, you know, like he's going to be yeah. 30 and the best player in the NBA, probably. So, or like one of them. So, it's, yeah, no, you know, it's, it's right sure, there. Sure. So. You know, I, I mean, but that's one of the few trades where it's like it worked out for both. Like Trey Young has been killing it in Atlanta, Doncic has been killing it in Dallas, obviously. So, like, it, it worked out perfectly for how. Yeah, but um, if we're being honest, if you really w- were going to pick between the two guys for like, I'm going to go win myself a championship, like you're taking Luca ten times out of ten. Right? Well, I, I didn't, I didn't see enough of Luca to even say that. But I knew he was well, right now. Like, if you're in a redraft, you know I mean, right now you're saying that. But I'm like, when I saw Trey Young coming out of home, I said, well. His game is transferable. I said he shoots lights out, mm-hmm. and I said the, the biggest thing too. He he's already an elite passer, and mm-hmm. I'm big on that. If you're someone that's to me is an elite passer, that's trans that's that transfers to the next level. So because he was already good at that, and like, oh, and and he can get you buckets when he needs to. I'm like, yeah, he's he probably get you 25 a night, and that that's what happened. Obviously, he's had to get a little bit bigger, a little stronger in the weight room, but you know, N- New York City knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they say no that trade that get that. No, totally. You know, but I mean, so you, you know talk about getting. But I mean, don't I just don't just gloss over. Get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Like I think the the big the big uh, tell on Luca during that draft and now is like was his size and it's like the skill that he has for his size, you know, and like the fact that he right. came in playing with grown ass men. What? He had to get in better shape too. He did. No, of course, he definitely did. His I feel oh. like his cardio wise for sure, especially. But I just feel like he was playing with grown men, and I feel like he came in yes. a little bit more yes. NBA ready for that reason. Yes. And I and I sure. think it was. I also enjoyed, I mean, I'm not going to say, sit here and say that I'm going to just like be turning on the European League every night, but I do like that he came in and was like, hey, put some respect on the Euro League, dude. Like, I'm playing with good players over there. <laughs> like, that's not really that much. 15, 16 on. Yeah. You know, this is why guys like him, Derek, Paul Gasol uh, yeah. back in the day, you know, obviously it, there's always ones that ends up not doing so well, but. There's so many that have done well, you know, Pedro Sajakovic and like, yeah. there's plenty of guys that have come over here, you know, back in the day, even go to stay at Marcia Luna's Salonas, I think I'm saying it wrong, but mm-hmm. he was one of the first guys that he, he was like, a, he was like the first Ginobili, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's yeah. like, there's, there's, plenty, there's plenty of tell to drops the package before he passed away. Yeah. There's someone that was lights out in, in, in New Jersey. So I just want to, yeah, I don't so, know if any of them have come out. I like yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean it's, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, Dirk, Dirk, obviously was Dirk. I w- would be my first obvious pick for for our best European league player to like ever come into the NBA. But I feel like Luke is right there. Like, sure. obviously, he hasn't. I mean, he'll, he'll if, if he if he wins a couple, then he'll. Pass yeah, that. exactly. Obviously, well, okay. I would, the, the champion thing is obviously going to be the decider, right? Like, you yeah. can't just sit there and say like, "Oh, he's better." Well, you can't I, say I, it now. I, but I, I hate, I hate that that. Oh, it, like it becomes the only deciding factor. Like, yeah, no, like, I, totally. I, I was I was just talking to my. It's funny I was talking to my mom about this earlier because she was like, "Oh, like, dad, the Celtics won yesterday." I was like, "Yeah, mom, like, you know, they won 
by 13. Like, you know, oh, she's like, oh, how, how much they only that? ever win now. It's great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, she has a follow me. Like, she, she, she's a yeah. Showtime 80s person. Like, like, like that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's her, that's her era. But anyway, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, mom, like, hey, I was Tatum had 49. She was like, wow. Like, she's like, he's, he's really playing. I said, yeah, I said to me, and I'm like, this would be a good segue to talk about, uh, you know, the Celtics and, and, and the Bucks, because obviously we haven't gotten to them yet. But I was like, yeah, I said, he could be what Bird is, or was, I should say, if, if, if not more, but because he's going to be judged off the winning, it's like, that's what we're going to look at. Because I said, the dude's getting 27, 28 a night, or it's a 30 night this year. Appreciate um, the choir, my friend. The one that said that shit last season. No, no, no. no better no, be no, a fucking no, Paul Pierce no, already. We were talking about, about Pierce, though. We were talking about Pierce. Yeah, but, but, but like, that's the stick hey, Bird, everybody Bird is the holy grail around here. No, no, no I understand it. But they, if you're talking about Bird, then we're already way past Pierce in, in the conversation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, like, now, though. Now, but though. The, the cudgel, the cudgel they used to hit me with, the, the like when the internet reacted so aggressively to me saying that last season, which, don't worry, I'm I'm a big boy. I can take it because I knew I was fucking right. The... The fact of the matter is everyone repeatedly hit me with the stick of, yeah, but Paul Pierce won us a championship. And it's like, I know, but I'm talking just about skill to skill. Like Paul Pierce never came close to having a borderline MVP, if not full-blown MVP season like Jason Tatum's having yeah. right now. It's I mean, but like even not. Right. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Paul. I say, you know, I, I, he's, he's still my favorite player all the time. Like, oh, I, I love Paul. I, that was never. No, no, I'm, I'm saying for me personally, I'm saying me personally, Paul Pierce, like I said, because obviously he grew up with him, whatever, throwing so cool. Same um, here. That's what I'm, that. not, no, no, I'm no, I know, but I'm, I'm just I mean, talking but about you, facts. You're, you're, you're already off the boat. <laughs> you're already off the boat. It's fine. But I, I just, I'm just saying for, for me, for those that still love, 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 uh, I'm, I'm messing with you, but no, but those that, <laughs> that still think about, uh, Paul Pierce being that guy, you know, remember his fourth season, obviously, you know, the something going to come as finals against the Nets and, you know, some other moments that you remember him in the game, of winners, so on and so forth. Of course. Yeah, um, I, I just think that. No, I know, but even but even skill was like the dude. He, there's a reason why Shaq nicknamed him in the season, whatever year, year three totally. or four, came in there, dropped fifty on him, and was like, "Hey, um, absolutely, that's the motherfucker truth." Like, yeah, like, and today, Shaq, this this is this is prime Shaq and Kobe. They were running the league at this time. And there was a money that was going to beat LA at that time. Absolutely, um, and he's Celtic, and, and I think to me, he's always going to be my number one favorite Celtic. He's always going to be right there. I don't think I don't see Jason Tatum ever taking that mantle from him. I don't. I don't see Jason Tatum. Well, if he was three or four, he will. <laughs> no, because I. Th I just think. I think Paul was like Mr. Boston to me. Like, and I think that like. Yeah, the, for sure. The, the for time sure. of our lives that we saw him win, and the time of our lives that we like saw him play. Like, you can't yeah. really replicate the romance of that. So, like, personally, I'm always going to be like Paul number one. And wow, yeah. we Larry Bird, we were too young. So Paul, right, right, Paul was right. our guy, you know, and we were happy to have him. What I, What I'm trying to express to people about the, this this argument is. Jason Tatum's skill level. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if mentally he has the same uh, abilities that Paul Pierce does to get himself through, push through to a, to a championship because I haven't seen it. I think it takes an incredible amount of mental strength and and uh, mm -hmm. and basketball IQ and, and all these intangibles that you can't really judge until you like hit the mark. Right. But I'm talking about straight up ball talent. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Jason Tatum is absolutely fucking off the charts. He's off the fucking yeah, charts. No, yeah, no. I mean, like the, the, the shot, the shot making level What's he, he he has a step back that Paul had. The step back, or really the sidestep, but the sidestep is ridiculous. I might argue um, that Paul Pierce might have been harder to guard. Like, he might have been harder to guard. Like, well, yeah, he legitimately in, in, in the post, like, yeah, in the post, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, just difficult to guard guy because he was, like, awkward. He moved at a little bit of a 1.5 speed as opposed, you know, like, it was a little yeah. strange. I think he had the best up fake in the history of basketball. I think that he 
had uh, like a ton of intangibles that made him really fucking hard to guard. But like, do people not see what Jason Tatum's doing right now? <laughs> like, yeah, no, crazy. I mean, like, I mean, like, it, it's it's hard it's hard to deny what has been seen. Like, he's clearly taken another step from what he was even last season. You remember uh, at the I'll end of the Matrix when known. when when Neo stops right. the bullets and he's like figured it out. He's yeah. like, oh shit, he knows. Yeah, then that, that's that's yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Or even you know, for those that uh, not to we're not going to go down the baseball thing, but uh, for those that remember, uh, once again, I think he's he's a better player than what who I'm about to and bring up. But this guy was an all star. He was a champion in in the sport. But I remember how fans, especially in New York and even in Texas, used to be upset about how. Mark Teixeira would be a guy that would start off slow and then would catch fire from July on. That's what Tatum was these last few years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Catch fire in the second half, but it's like, damn, like, can we get this from October? Because you have it, like, clearly you have it. Like, why are you waiting to? It was always like the All Star break, and then we would see that. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, what? What are we doing? And actually, I mean, the game that started off, ironically, because we talk about Pierce. He he got his nickname in L.A. So did so did uh so did Tatum. That game that they was out there after Kobe had passed away, I think in February or late January of uh, 2020, he came on the hit, gave him 41 out there in 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 L.A. And then that's where LeBron was like, oh yeah, like this he's he's the problem. Like, he's the problem. Like this is you know what I'm saying. So I just think that that, that there's parallels there, obviously. But that that's what happened. And once again, I am glad that he is taking it seriously and saying, you know what, I'm I'm going off from night one. And there's nothing any defender in this league can do consistently. Once again, there's always going to be time where you could get one or two stops in a row. Of course. Every, everyone's that's good. Just, but consistently, consistently stop this man. Like, it, it, it's no longer happening, regardless of the defender, regardless of the team. He is a top five offensive talent and has become a top 10 player in this league. Uh, sometimes to me, even top three on a given night. Dude, dude, dude is just, it's just, it's just special. And I said, we, we are witness to, it on a consistent basis, especially me, because I see it up close and wrote in section 14, 15. So uh, thank you, Sakura Sauce. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, we obviously, you know, you've heard us listen to you talk, we talked about the Celtics, they lead the uh, not just the uh, Eastern Conference, but the NBA as a whole at 18 and four. Honestly, at this moment, I just, to me, not just in the East, but in the NBA, the cream of the cop really is just Boston and Milwaukee. And like, listen, Boston's 18 and four, Milwaukee's 15 and five. So just, you know, speak speak to that for me about how Boston and Milwaukee have and just you know separated themselves, or do you, do you think that it's just them too, or do you think anybody else can be in uh, that category at the, at this moment? No, I mean it is just them too. I think that it, at at this moment in time, I think we'd be contradicting ourselves if we saw if we were to sit here now and say like, oh, the number three seed might be able to like keep up with them. That's the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. So we just already did a whole section on them and how they're not really at that level. But that's not to say that it's easy to be at that level. I think that. The Bucks are where they are because they have, you know, the a generational talent and one of the best, uh, you know, on a given night, top one, <laughs> top two NBA talents in the in the NBA. I think that having Giannis is an automatic lock for uh, one seed unless you have Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics playing like they are right now. And I, and I think that like it's like one and one a with with those two. I, no Boston fan will be will confidently tell you that if we see them at this point, it would be in the Eastern Conference Finals that we are in any way a lock to walk away from that series. Everybody knows the context of beating them last year, middle to, uh, Chris Middleton not being in there, and also just the the sheer exhaustion of watching uh, your team have to defend Giannis every single yeah. night. I mean, yeah, he's going to get his. 
But but you know what? He is going to get his. Like th- that's the thing. Like I think there's an argument to be made for the level of offense that we're producing right now. If we can maintain mm-hmm. that and keep that consistent, I mean, this these we're breaking NBA records for the kind of offense we're putting together right now. Like it's, it's absolutely crazy. fucking insane. It's crazy. It, yeah. You know, when I said to you at the start of the season, like maybe we are, we just aren't playing as hard on defense because we don't need to. I didn't think we this much didn't need to. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we can just right. fucking score. Like it doesn't matter. With Giannis being able to do what he's able to do, you know, like maybe Grant Williams can do some stuff. He's pretty good at defending him for like his size and and right. and uh, you know, kind of talent ratio. But I think he's gonna get what he's gonna get. And everybody was like, well, if Middleton was in there, if Middleton was in there, yes. But I'm not sure that if Middleton was in their version of the Bucks from last year are that much better now, and I know that the Celtics are a lot better. I I know that we've gone up like a whole level. Right. So and that, I don't think adding yeah. Middleton is going to be enough for them anymore. I'd like I'd like to think I don't know. Well, that's what no, but that are. that's what that's what every fucking fan has been saying. Because if you didn't notice, they're really twenty and zero because yeah. they can't be fifteen and five because if Chris Middleton's not on the floor, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't it, count. It, it doesn't count. It doesn't fucking doesn't count. count. So, so they're really twenty and zero. So I get it. Great. He's a very good player. He is. He is. He, he's a very good player. And he, he matches up against he, he's been a thorn. He's been a thorn in Boston's side a majority of his career. He has taken over for the previous 22 that was in Milwaukee, and that was Michael Red. That's another nice little casual name oh, yeah. out there. Uh, <laughs> Michael, I mean, oh, Michael Red was a better shooter, but, you know, Chris Melton is better than him as a player. But, excuse me, Michael Red was also someone that's the killer. Man. Milwaukee was always a house of horrors, regardless of what yeah, yeah, yeah. was out there, right? And obviously, they just have they just happen to have a top five player in 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 the world and, and Giannis and Anacupo. So I get that they are talented. But my thing is, you're not telling me now at this stage. Once again, a year later, Grayson Allen is not doing anything to Tatum or Brown, no. not yeah. consistently. Wes Matthew, whoever who's there, like I, I'm I'm sorry. Once again, I like Bochamp. I, I like I like him. I think they just dropped him this year from the G League. I like his game. Obviously, Drew Holiday is a heck of a player. Once again, defensively, he's he's going to get a few stops, but just the way at the addition, I cannot say this enough. And we, we talked about this and we talked about what his role would be. I gotta do a little bit of victory lap. The six-man role for Brogdon is killing it. He's killing it. Yeah. I know, I know you want yeah. him to start. Well, yeah. I'm that him off the bench is really it's what has solidified. No, I think you're totally being right. Really I, good to yeah. said that just, I mean, just out of out of this world and for him to have back-to-back games this week of 21 25 like like what like it like that that is that is huge which is why i'm like no don't have him to start line unless you really need him to be in there and what's that he's done but he's done exactly what you said he's gonna play well no they haven't been taking him out but i'm like uh i want to see and that's what we saw i mean defensively Wednesday, defensively um, last night yeah, defense defensively, I think we're gonna have a little bit of trouble with him, like rotationally, if he starts. And you know, he, I think he just needs to be playing off their second best scorers minutes, like, and I think that really works for him because then mm-hmm. he can like concentrate on his. I'm not saying he's a bad defender, but I just think that we do. Oh, he's a great off. defender. Yeah, I, I just think that we do. Like, I think we defend a little bit differently with him in there. And I think, uh, I think when you have Marcus kind of getting into his groove, the way that we have him doing that to start mm-hmm. games, I think I do. I do at this point do like that better now that I've sort of seen it actually play yeah. out. To me, it was just like put the best five guys out there. Like what the fuck? But right. he's that, it's so situational. Yeah, right. And he's he's so situational. It, it, or we're we're so situationally elite now that 
uh, and I think it is because of guys like Brogdon as most mostly Brogdon, but like other guys that come off the bench now and are so situationally perfect for like a lot of different teams. And we can throw so many defensive looks at teams on paper, even though we haven't been playing a ton of defense this year so far. But we also we can put we can throw such a, a, an elite amount of offensive looks because if if Malcolm Brogdon is your fourth shooter, mm-hmm. you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're, you're doing so yeah. good. Uh, like yeah. and he might not even be like Al Horford might be the fourth shooter. Like maybe Malcolm Brogdon's like our fifth shooter and he's like a really good shooter. And then to have him and Derek White do kind of a lot of the same stuff at different times, but Derek White's game, I think, moves at a little bit of a different pace. Like you made such a good point about Brogdon and uh, last season about like no one's ever going to be able to slow him down. And I feel like him yeah. and the way that, that D. White has been playing this season, we're now able to slow the game down and the like kind of slow the game down Celtics don't look fucking atrocious anymore because right. they have these guards that can like just like I don't know split a lane but then like just to get everybody set up and then come back out and like just okay. set things up and like move at their own pace and they're never you know they they're they're two guys that can always have their eyes up right like always 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 have their eyes up because they're never going to get worried about somebody taking the ball off them because a their ball handling is unbelievable but also they're fast enough and they move at a good enough pace that like no one's close enough to them that would be suicide right so they're able to sort of just see the game in like a prime Rajon Rondo way. Like, I'm not saying they're that good, but they have that sort of yeah. see the game thing going on with them, the guard position. So for me, it's I for me, it's perfect. I, I love our guards. Like, I really yeah. do. I think our guards are set up so perfectly. I, I think it, it looks great across the board. And I think adding Rob Williams and like we were talking about in the context of, of Milwaukee, like adding Rob Williams into this, like our one through five is so much stronger than their one through five plus <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon. And like, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the quarter season awards at the, at the end of this, and we might have done some spoilers here, but like, I would give Malcolm Brogdon the fucking sixth man of the year right now. I'd give Paolo the fucking rookie of the year right now. Like, there's a couple that are locked up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, just, no, for sure. I just, yeah, I think, A, you're absolutely right. You deserve uh, your flowers for, for that call. I really did think it was a lie. <laughs> I really thought we were going to see it start <laughs> by now. But uh, no, it, I mean, honestly, we just, we look, we look great. Like, I, I love yeah. how our minutes is, are distributed. I love how our guards play. I love Derek White. I really think he's coming to his own. You were so right about him, but mm-hmm. he I, he might have even surpassed your expectations at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, this is past what I thought, but I was like, this is what he could be if you're surrounded by other good players. Right. I've seen San Antonio, and he was, he was still there when Kawhi was there, and then he yeah, yeah. trade, so. I was like, yeah, like if you're around good talent, like he's he's gonna produce. It's just a matter. I can of, see him hitting like a massive up. three in the playoffs, like a huge yeah. I mean, that's I mean that, that's that's what happened in the Miami series. Like he, he ended up helping to win that series because he he was huge in them last you know three or four games. So yeah, yeah, him getting fifty tonight is huge. But it's like never like I said, they're not sped up, and then the floor was constantly spaced out. Yeah. So when Tatum's driving, spacing's perfect easy yeah. because they they're not doing it. So I think that's what. I think that's where the biggest, you know, change has happened, which is why I thought Brogdon would have been better off the bench. Like I said, well, yeah, you know, we'll as we do more, you know, Celtic shows, but I just think that that's where where that was. So, you know, we we can leave it at that for the Eastern Conference once again. There's a one lot one of- more tiny thing though, I just because I I keep forgetting to say this when we talk about the Celtics on what? on our podcast, <laughs> but. Uh, Marcus Smart's passing is has not been gotten uh, enough play on on the improvement. I think this season, yeah, fifteen the other night, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I just think like we saw glimpses of it in the playoffs because he started like try stuff. Like I, it would be the only way I can describe it. But I think his vision has gone up 
like exponentially. And I think that he, the way he's approaching the game and his like mentality about passing is, is a little bit different now. And I think like uh, we're, we're starting to see like a real perfect version of Marcus smart. And I'm not saying he doesn't still do stuff that would like aggravate a lot of people that aren't ready to live with that yet. I I am, I've accepted it. That's okay. Uh, I know you have too, because it's the right thing to do and everyone will get there eventually. But right. I really do think that he's doing less of that stuff that d- does bother people and more of the stuff that they like. And uh, it's really tremendously helping the team. I-, I love watching him play. I love him being our third best player. It-, it works out perfectly in my head. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, it's, it's lo- love and trust, right? Yeah. Love, love and yeah. trust with Marcus. And I you know, you and I like you, you're now confident, I think, in the trifecta, the, the holy triumvirates uh, sort of feelings about each other. And the trust that they have there, and the way that they play yeah. with each other. Yeah, and- Jalen said it. Jalen said it. He was like, yeah. "Marcus Smart has looked out for me, and done, you know, certain things." And the numbers. And I know they've had their ups and downs too. So. Well, no, for sure, and they, they probably still will. But it's like the, yeah. the the number the numbers for Tatum and Brown when Smart is not there is such a drop off. It's just a matter of getting guys in the right spots, and totally. you know, like I said, there's a lot of different nuances that that he, he adds. does a lot of their dirty work for him. You know, like, right? It, a lot it, of their water. It, it, exactly, exactly. So it's just like you know, they, they're going to get better. I get, I'll give this one last nugget because, like I said, you brought this up, but um, right. <laughs> I'm I'm sold on Cornette. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We had, I know, we had a we we had an issue about him being the fourth guy. We talked about it, but I'm like that. If he's going to do what he's been doing. Dito, you don't need to bring somebody else. Not right now. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Anyways, not yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe by an All Star break. But what he's been doing this last month, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because once again, he's not. You don't need him to get. Even though he had a game with fifteen to eight, which I was like, well, if he's getting that, then it, it won't matter who's around us. Like, like you, you can't get fifteen from Allen and fifteen from him, and then twenty and thirty from Tanner McBride. I think you're gonna yeah. just. That's not that's not fucking happening. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed what I've seen from him. He's and I'm there now. He is. He did the fans are they're bought into loop. Like they don't have the celebrations. Like they yeah, love, but it's, it's yeah, more than they, they, they love. They love loop. He has become and favorite for sure, for sure. I uh, I, I think I I'd rather it. trade Grant Williams than him, but I always want to trade Grant Williams. So. <laughs> I don't know yeah, how much so, that know, says. Well, before before we get back to the comments about it, let's go to the West. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the West, man. So, uh, just like just like the East, like there's a lot of great storylines, a lot of crazy storylines that we expected, something that we didn't expect as well that are happening. So, I'll just start with the unexpected. Man, the Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, like looking at, like potential playoff, uh, you know, playoff, uh, con- not contenders, but they have a chance to get into oh, yeah, yeah. the playoffs. So just, you know, w- what are your thoughts about those two teams? We kind of touched on it earlier on, but just yeah. what what have you seen for them two teams uh, that makes you think it's going to be sustainable, makes you think that they may, one of them may fall back? I think, I think the thing that happened, if we had talked about the, the Utah Jazz maybe two weeks ago, I, I think there would have been like a little bit, it would have been a little easier for me to, believe in some of the stuff that they're doing but i i do like the fact that they're sort of uh, an island of misfit toys like a, a lot of just like uh rejected second and third players sort of like all getting together and getting a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and not being super pleased about maybe how they were perceived coming into the season especially as essentially a rebuild team you know like Danny went and got some contracts so that he could accrue some picks so that he could start building his own team. And he, I think, did that successfully and maybe didn't really want them to be playing as well as they're playing. 
Right. You're never going to be mad about your team winning games if you're Danny Ainge. Like, I know that guy's a competitor. Nah, but... he, he's, he's pissed. <laughs> but uh, maybe he is. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think that guy's a fucking genius. I, I, I find it insane how much we slandered him here in, the, in Boston <laughs> towards the end. But, it's, you know, if you look at their assets right now, it's, it's fucking insane. But right, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think they're fun. But I, if, if I was going to pick either one to slide, it would, would not be the team with, like, Damian Lillard on it. You know what I mean? Like, I just right. think. I just think you can sort of already see what Utah's what's happening to them. I think it was a cool start. I I do think they're going to start fading. You on paper they're just they're not going to work. The Trailblazers aren't as much of a surprise for me to be honest with you because there's just some names on there that you just know can come fucking hoop. But yeah. I, they're they're constituted a little strangely, you know, like Nurkic and and uh, Justice Winslow and Damian Lillard. Like they're not a traditionally well put together basketball team. So I think that's probably why you. Or or the the general basketball media wasn't a hundred percent like right. believing that they might make a little leap, but again, I mean, I don't mean to be a naysayer, but it's like we are right at that sweet spot in the season where these teams start to go. But to answer your question in a more concise way, I think if I was going to bet on one team to slide and one team to to push, I would say the Jazz will slide and the Blazers will push just based on yeah. who their players are. I mean, if you looked at the the Trailblazers roster, you can pick a lot of Dave players out of there. So I, I'm just going to go with them. No, facts. I, I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, when you, you draft Walker Kessler, who was the ACC, you know, player of the year or center of the year, one of the two, I forget which, which award he won, but I think about, uh, you know, obviously our guy Kelly Olenek coming over there, you know, really doing this thing. Laurie Market in a while, I said, well, I'll, I'll speak about him a little bit later. His, I listen, I, Chicago fans and Cleveland fans have to be sick watching how well he's played over there. Um, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, you, you had the, you know, Mr. Mr. Steady Eddie, Mike Conley, who I was, I was, he's always been I, was, I was hoping I was like, if it wasn't going to work with Barkis and what was going on, I was like, Hey, I know Mike Conley going to give me 15 and seven a night. Mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact, he's going to play good defense. He's not going to cause problems in the locker room. So I'm like, yo, if, if we're going to blow this up next year, I was like, Mike Conley would be perfect. And, uh, a Celtic uniform. It was just that fact. I'd say he's he's thirty five years old. That that's the biggest that's the biggest problem, obviously. But shout out to the agent that got him that five year, hundred fifty three million dollar deal. All yeah. guaranteed. Like I if was we're like, taking, if we're picking, if phenomenal. we're picking from those two rosters in the context of this conversation, if we're mm-hmm. picking one guy to come to the Celtics from either of those rosters, I'm taking Horace Grant's nephew. Oh, Jeremy Green. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm taking. I was about to get into taking forty nine and forty nine the other night. Like fucking dudes. Yeah, fucking, he's he's um he's sick. I didn't I didn't know. What's the like? You can you like you know how you know this like he's had moments he's Syracuse in guy right Denver. Syracuse. Came yeah, came out of Syracuse like yeah. had moments in Denver. Had moments in Philadelphia. Like okay, Philadelphia like, drafted him player, but I'm like see, during get, the process. Right, yeah. <laughs> to get to the yeah, trusted process, right, exactly. <laughs> so many guys came to the too. Boosie Rich came to it. It's wild. It's insane. But I just think about what I've seen from Jeremy Grant. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, he'd probably love him playing under Chelsea Phillips because Chelsea Phillips was right. like, yo, just go. You know? Yeah. Uh, and their, their kid off the bench, Shannon Sharp, uh, that shit. <laughs> like, eventually, once they move on from Dame, it's going to be Sharp and Simons in that backcourt. And they're, they're going to be a very exciting backcourt uh, to watch my guy Nazir Little out of UNC is also someone that's been a key contributor to them. So yeah, Josh Hart it was also someone that we had talked about uh, with the trade. Stewart's there, right from Detroit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He's good. He's so good. yeah, so it's like just, just, like just so many. 
There's some stuff there. So they they have they have some some pictures. There. Like I said, yeah, they're unconventionally put together for sure. But I think that's what maybe makes him elite. And he is a part of this crew that's coming back. So Damian Lillard's coming back. Hart is also coming back. And then obviously Chris Middleton is making their return. So there's a lot of lot of a lot of great talent coming back yeah. um into the league uh th- this season. But yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious to know that like Utah would be the team that that falls. So wanna get into uh, the team that our Celtics faced in the finals, and that is the reigning defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. But they have not looked the reigning defending champions. They are currently either either one game above 500 or they're at 500 right now. They've been abysmal on the road, to say the least. So, you know, I think the floor is yours, sir. What, what, is, what is going on with the Golden State Warriors, and, you know, why do you think they've gotten out to this slow start? Well, I think they had to put a lot into the the campaign that they put together last year. I think that Steph Curry was on a fucking mission, and I'm not sure we should hang our heads losing to a guy of Steph's caliber playing the way he was playing as much as it hurts. And I don't want to fucking talk about it, but here we are. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I think that they were always going to hit a little bit of a hangover because they had to put, a, like I said, put a lot into um to winning that championship. Uh, I also think that just the, the roster is a little... Uh, a little kind of strangely put together at this point you know like how does wiseman fit into the rotation uh do does should drayron green still really be there at this point you know like he's he's almost more of a liability to them than anything else i, I know he pulled it out of the fire after the uh two was it two or three abysmal games in the finals to sort of basically come back and bury us yeah. i think i think we're never going to see Draymond green do that again i think that you can maybe uh, move him for something this season of actual value, but I don't know if they're doing that to him because and and credit to them because I think that they have a lot of loyalty in that organization. I really thought we were going to see him get shipped out when he beat the fuck out of Jordan Poole when he fucking wow. dog walked fucking Jordan Poole in the uh, in the uh, in that practice. But I mean, take guys like Jordan Poole for instance. It's like yeah, I'm glad he got his money, but I don't know. I, he's not he's not going to hit the heights for me that you need to help a Steph Curry at the age that he is right. have a really successful uh, regular season and, and playoff run the, the way that like Clay Thompson was able to by being his, his uh, Tonto to his Lone Ranger, you know, like I, I, and just the pure shooting that he brought in the kind of early eras and golden era of the Golden State Warriors now, like pre KD. But I think, uh, I think it's a strangely constituted roster, and I and I I get the feeling that Steph was like, I think this is my last shot to go and win a uh, championship, and that's why he was on the mission that he was on. I think that it was like the last fire of a, of a of a great jet, you know, that that just had a little bit of gas left in it, and and showed us all like what it was to be a winning team because they really are unarguably it, it would be stupid to argue that they are not the team of the 2010s like they easily are the team of the decade and to just come and like just show us one one more great one was 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 totally awesome but not for us <laughs> but uh right 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 exactly. but, but i but i think that you're seeing what what it is and i think it's just the end of an era you know I, and i think that uh it's going to be really hard to put together a team as good as you need to be to win uh, an NBA championship again in 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 Golden State for for a little while at least. Yeah, I mean, and and even the the pieces they lost, so they, they lost Gary Gary Payne the second, who's up in uh, about to say in Seattle. It was so important uh, to them. Yeah, uh, in, in right, not Seattle. Sorry, he's he's, he's in Portland. <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> Gotta get a Seattle uh, team back on the map. Right, I, I know. Right, yeah, bring, bring it back. Right, but I, I think about that. I think about Otto Porter leaving. I think about yeah. pieces they lost. Right, so 
it's hard when you become the hunter, right? And obviously, right. Curry, Clay, Dre have, have been there. Obviously, Iguodala, you know, the South Defense have been there. A lot of those guys have still have been uh, the hunter. Iguodala's been like, old since like. Oh, no, right. But I'm, I'm saying, but I'm just even just someone, he's become the Udala's house over there, no, right? For sure, for so, sure. Yeah, for sure. So I, I just think that when you're not used to being in that position, right? And, you know, I remember, I remember Kay Smith talking about this on the Clutch Time documentary, uh, which speaks about the Houston Rockets winning their. Uh, the back-to-back championships in 94, 95. And when they beat, you know, New York in 94, you know, guys were coming back, you know, rocking shades and having like these big old Walkmans and these new cars. Like, so it's like the guys that did the dirty work before, the guys that were your grit and grind, uh, you know, not to steal stuff from from Memphis, but, the, you know, the, the whole hustle and flow thing, right? That those guys become, you know, they, they become, you know, Oh, I'm 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 a star. Like I did this, and I did that. Champions, okay. champions. Let me, yeah, I'm a, I'm a champion now. Type yeah. thing. So they they instantly forget what it took to get them to right moment, and I think that's part of the reason of what's happening. Yeah. You know, to the struggles, and obviously, if you're if you're not great on the road, you cannot be a champion, regardless of whatever you're in, or who your players are, so on and so forth. Like they have not been great on the road. They are phenomenal at home. Like I said, our, our Celtics face them pretty soon in, in their building in Chase Arena. So Chase Center, whatever it's called now, I'll, I'll, it'll always be Oracle to me. Yeah, but, right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think that. But yeah, there's a multitude of things. And I know you you talked about moving up, uh, you know, moving up Draymond. I think actually, to me, I, I would ask, I would have a conversation about talking about Clay. I think that he's lost. He's well, also, yeah, but I don't know what, I don't know what kind of market, I don't know what kind of markets out there for him is the problem. Well, like, I, I mean, I'm stuck he, with him. Sure, but I mean, I I just think that maybe, maybe you trade him to Indiana for Buddy Hield. Oh, that would make them instantly better. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe you, you do that, something like that, and you know, Clay Clay can be Reggie Miller light over there for the next four or five years. And so very so light, right. Reggie Miller very light. <laughs> yeah, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Miller zero. <laughs> Same great Reggie taste. Miller, huh? Reggie Miller zero sugar. I love yeah, it. Not quite as yeah. sweet. Not quite as sweet. We used a little lot less sauce. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, be, you know, so that that'd be cool. So once again, I mean, wasn't that that is that is wishful thinking. That is just us throwing stuff out there. But yeah, like this is a multitude, multitude of things of what has gone wrong. You know, I think they'd all rather play together most, too, though. At this point, and I think like sure, but you know, I just you know, I'm 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 over it. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. I'm over y'all. The fatigue you definitely had sat in, but. Was again, they just, I wonder. You know, I wonder. If they'll Kerr, make a run, though. They'll make a run. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I wonder if Kerr is a good enough coach to sort of make us eat our words the way that Pop has with with t- with different iterations of the Spurs teams well, over the he, years. He's like, a Pop disciple. I, I think he could. Yeah, I, like I, I just think like there's a you know as much as this is the vibe I'm getting from them now. Uh, I feel like I probably said that about a couple of Spurs teams that proved me wrong. Like you know, mm-hmm. start starting off with maybe nine losses that they shouldn't have had and i was like ah yep. yeah i mean it's great that the spurs but i mean tony parker's 33 and you know like i'm yeah, sure yeah. i was that guy at one point and i i it is i, I will say just to just slightly uh i guess temper my my take is you can never sleep on a team that's been together this long that's this experience oh for sure this for sure good so sure there is that I, I think last, last year it was a 2014 Spurs moment though. Oh which yeah, I'm hoping that Boston has a 2014 Spurs moment. Yeah, right. You know, and which, which it looks like they are because I'm like they're they're blowing everyone out the building, which is what San Antonio did that year too. And that was Tim Duncan's last hurrah as a, as a uh, you know top talent in the league. But yeah, but I, I want to stay in California. Want to go down? Uh, if I'm wrong, something wrong with is it the, the I five right? I five. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the fives in the north south. Okay, cool. yeah, All right, job. here we go. Nice. All right, nice uh, I, passed, I passed geography, baby. Woo. Well done. Well um, done. So yeah, down down to I five, down to to L A, down to the Staples Center. You know, L A. <laughs> you know, in the words of Ice Cube, I can't tell you, I can't say today has been a good day. <laughs> it's kind of done. I'll start with the Clippers because they're, they're obviously the better team right now. Um, they're they're thirteen and nine. I think twelve and nine, thirteen and nine. Tyron yeah, Lou. And Tyron Lewis done a hell of a job. Once again, if we were to get rid of Missoula for whatever reason, because they didn't want him around, Ty Lue to me would be perfect up here, but uh, that's the whole other conversation for another day. I kind of hate him. But I, I, I love him as a coach. I think he's great. I think you know, he's, he's I, just associated with a lot of like uh, rivalry moments. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. I would immediately get over it. I would get over it immediately. Yeah, but he was already here in the system, though, so on the dock, but I, I just I think time. that... um. Yeah, in the early 2010s, but I, I think that, you know, Paul George obviously has been hooping that he got hurt, and obviously, you know, John Wall's come back and looked good. Reggie Jackson has, has, has done well. Uh, Zubak has looked really good as well, too. Like, he had a game of 30-29 yeah. the other night, so he, he's, he's been special. Nah, so the, you're, you're skirting around the elephant in the room, though. But I, I am. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. No, I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking to what has gone well for them, but should, should, the, should the Kawhi Leonard end in, in, in L.A.? I mean, is the is the Kawhi Leonard era over in America? Is it over in the NBA? I mean, what the fuck is going on? I I don't I, I don't I don't I don't know. The 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 people that's listening want to know. We want to know. Uh, when Kawhi Leonard has won a championship know? with the Toronto Raptors, there was a really really strong case, and it could be factually true that he was the best player in the NBA, and yes. like that year. And I think that it, it might have been hard harder to argue against. And when he when he won that championship, considering. What we thought about that supporting cast, what we saw Kawhi do, obviously, in that in that run up and some of the shots he made and some of the defensive, absolute defensive, glorious defensive yeah. performances that he put in, like really just like unbelievable, like robotic, insane. But uh, and he was super kind of popular, strangely, on the on the Web. He was uh, he had some memes and he was kind of goofy and people were into it. What it do, baby? And yeah, and, and people really forgave him for for sort of being the first guy to turn his back, for lack of a better phrase, I guess, on the pop of Spurs. And, and even Pop, I think, was like, yeah, I don't know. We might have fucked him over a little bit with the medical staff. I don't know. And I, I, I don't know if he ever really came out and said that, but he was sort of like, I don't know if the guy wants to leave, the guy wants to leave. But does he want to play basketball? Is he interested in playing basketball? I just, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that he does. And once again, we have killed. You know, we've talked about Kyrie taking time off. We talked about some other players taking time off. Yeah. We never get on Kawhi Leonard, and that's fucking wild to me. But I mean, guess this what? Looking to missing a point where we hold and we keep the same <laughs> energy. Kawhi Leonard should be on the court. Once again, that's your fucking job. Yeah, and once again, yeah. unless you have a chronic knee injury, which I firmly believe that's what's going on. And they're trying to give a lot of smoke and mirrors here. If you can yeah, you're saying a chronic knee injury, like he's not going to see the court again ever. No, chronic, like meaning like it's just something that's always going to be like he'll play three you're or four games. You just have to play on that. And have to rest it. Yeah, exactly. So I just think to me, once again, he's a two-time champion. He's a finals MVP. He's the defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. The the resume is already there. Like he'll he'll be he'll be in the Hall of Fame at some point, you know, later on when when it's all said and done. But it's like, man, when he leaves to go to 2019, and this is why I and I said this, I said this on the air. I've said this on phone calls, FaceTimes, any way you can reach me. I've said it to you for those that are back. <laughs> I've said to people he should have never left Toronto. 
Masai, Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse did whatever they could to cater to him to make sure his body was right for those 60 games. Yeah. And then they told they went crazy on the East. Like, they smacked Orlando. Um, I think they, they played Milwaukee in the conference finals there. And I'm just like, yo, like, they, 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 they did everything right. And once again, I know Carolina was getting older at the time, but you had Van Vliet, you had a young Siakam, you had, you know, Boucher, like, they had guys that still killing the thing. Could you imagine? Well, great, they wouldn't have got Scotty Barnes because the picks would have been higher. But, <laughs> excuse me, I, I just think that they would have been even better than what they are. Like, they're, they're just floating above water. I don't know. I think he was propping them up. They fucking stink. <laughs> no, no, but no. But I'm, but they're in a playoff picture is what I'm saying, though. Like, they're not. They're not no, so, I agree. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? So, I, no, but I, 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 I mean, running joke, guys, for those that I, I know, think dodgy listeners. But I, yeah, but I think I you're right from a basketball sense. I genuinely think you're right basketball sense. I think that's obviously true. Yeah, only only that, though. Only that. Well, I don't really begrudge you moving to L.A. from Toronto <laughs> because, like, as you're a basketball player, like, you live in Los Angeles, your fucking life is sick. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard that Toronto's a beautiful... I mean, I've never been. I've but I just have, in a sense of being a basketball player in Los Angeles, like, this is, you know, yeah. since, since Magic Johnson made this, like, the place to come and fucking party, this is, like, where you want to be if you're... And, like, you know, this is where you're taking all your meetings about your fucking shoes and your... Uh, and your yep. All that stuff and like I and I and this is not a slight on on Kawhi at all. I, I encourage this from from everybody mm-hmm. that is excelling in their field. Like Kawhi Leonard's on record about being here to get his fucking bag, man. Like that's <laughs> that's like he's on fucking record about that. So I think there's a world where he was like just not thinking about things from a basketball sense quite as much when he made that move and yeah. uh, was just like, well, if I'm there, I can do this and I can get this endorsement deal and I think I'll be more connected with this and blah, 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 blah. And I think him and his business manager had lots of conversations and it's not uh, the basketball purist way of looking at things and it's it's yeah. maybe not. Like, I, I just think it would have been there regardless. And that, that that's my problem. I maybe, just feel like... Maybe. I just think course, LA's appealing. If you continue to win, sorry, I'm gonna but if you continue mm-hmm. to win, he was getting 26, 27 a night yeah. On one leg, essentially. Yeah. Like, what are we talking? Like, I just to me, that's gonna come if you win the endorsements and all the accolades come with that. Like, I don't think he got. The I don't understand the need to move. Like, when, like, truth be told, you know, I, I lived in Florida for seven years. People, I mean, I, I'm obviously LeBron came down because he played. We won to play with Wade or whatever, but people aren't running to come to South Beach because it's not. It's not a basketball area. People are coming to Miami because they want to party and do some other stuff, but like coming down there because you're looking to play ball. And maybe that's what it was with him with the Tempest. But I'm like, yo, you had, you end up pushing a trade for Paul George. Well, that's you, the thing. I don't think he got this, the guys that he was like, uh, he thought he was. No, he wanted, he, he got he got Paul George. He got Paul George, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'd see as SCA who was it was in that trade was fucking killing it in OKC. I think that, you know, he would have well, been. Where are you on Paul George, though? He was in that trade. He was in that trade. No, but where are you on Paul George? Like, how do you how do you view Paul George? Which camp are you in? I th- I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. I just I just think he needs to be better in the postseason. But I think he's phenomenal talent. But that uh, postseason record is fucking damning, though. It, it is, but I mean, but people forget pre injury. You know, this man told LeBron back to back years of seven to seven games. That's true. Um, Defensively, that, also, he was not was not that super, was not that talented. Besides him, I um, thought him and Kawhi together were going to be like the best defensive. Yeah. Player. But guess what? That's not happening in Boston, baby. Every everything, everything <laughs> you want to fucking start about Kawhi and, and Paul George, yeah. you can catch it at 100 Causeway Street, mm-hmm. Boston, Massachusetts. Dude, I'm there. People fucking tonight. killed me for comparing Jalen Brown and Paul George when he first came to the league. People killed me for that, bro. 
Okay, I mean, it's he like, wasn't that then, but he, 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 no, but yeah, I, that's what not what I was saying. I wasn't saying he was as good as him when he came into the league. I was like, I just think they have a very similar like profile of talent, and they yeah. were like, oh, I'm like, Paul George sucks in the playoffs, and I'm like, no, I'm just talking about how they play basketball, man. <laughs> like, I just think, right, I just think like they have a great defensive base. I think they're both super fucking athletic. Obviously, Paul George, like injury notwithstanding, and I think that they both like maybe need to work on their shot a little bit and their handles a little bit. I just think they're very similar players, you know. And I think it's like where where those ceilings goes and go in those skill sets is like where they're gonna be. But I think Jalen Brown mentally is a lot stronger. I will say that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I think obviously, you know, for Paul George to come back from the injury, like it was, it was uh, very gruesome. Obviously, like it was going. It was yeah, Gordon were level gruesome, but he was also younger than Hayward when it happened. So I think that's what kind of helped him get back on track. You know, you want to talk about segment, man, but that's that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, I just, I just think that um yeah he he's been he's been special when he's played so far this year. Um, but I just think that from I mean I, I'm not sure the fan base cares enough because like I said because it is L A. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I'm but if I'm in the locker room, like I'm pissed that them guys aren't available when yeah. They Dude, did. I almost bought. I, I almost it. bought Clippers season tickets that I was gonna like resale, like, like buying a fucking ounce of weed and like selling it by the gram. You know, I really thought I was gonna like a, a, apply that <laughs> business logic to, and then go see them when the yeah. you know use the tickets when the sellers came into town. I was like, oh, Kawhi's gonna come back. They're gonna be worth so much. Like, people are really gonna want to buy them. Thank God I didn't fucking do that because yeah, nobody man, wants that, to go see a fucking Clippers game right now with those guys not on the floor. So that would have fucking yeah, hurt not, me. Not, that would have hurt me. It would have been a bad investment. <laughs> right, but exactly. Well. Uh, speaking of bad investment, let's go right across the locker room in LA. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I love that they are struggling right now. Uh, struggling okay. is a fucking yeah, kind so, way to put if, it. If if you were looking for unbiased talk with this, you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just, I mean, we might you be biased, mean, yeah, but they might, that doesn't make them any less trash. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. But I, I just think to me, like, well, the 8 and 11, I mean, they have played better as of late. I think uh, I forgot that they signed in the shooter. I know he's back on there. He's done. He's done well for them. Yikes! Uh, Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but hey, he, he's, he's played well. Listen, I'm I'm a hot ball Anthony Davis right now because once again, really, yeah, he I mean, deserves, he he deserves he something. When he's played, the way he's played the last couple of weeks, man, I, I was know, like, I know, but like the, just the commitment levels, man. You know, like you know what I'm saying, like oh I, sure, but I'm like he, he's 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 definitely stepped up. When LeBron was out, and I was like, "Well, if they had this guy next to him like this, then yeah, they'd go back to at least the conference finals. At least, at yeah. least, it's just a matter of obviously, you know. Oh, but it's like Russ and, and like, you know, Russ uh, not being good as as it used to be. So good, you know? just anything good. It's not, it's not Russ being not good. Being right being good. good. <laughs> no, he, he's been he's been good off the bench for them, and I think that. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, better better than what people expected. He was better. He's been off the bench as, than the starter this year with the many. No, ways. yeah, obviously the right move is to bring Russ and as to make Russ an energy guy off the bench. And the question was whether or not he would like accept that role. Like, and he has, which is great. But I just think, I just think it's like, what the fuck are you like? We talked about signing Russell Westbrook. I'm not gonna call Mike out. I guess I just did. But I, <laughs> it's like we talked about signing Russell. Well, Westbrook. I'm with y'all. I'm, I call. I fucking call him up. I told that, you. That, I told you what he was gonna look like on any insane. team he went to. And this is exactly yeah. what I said he was gonna look like. Is what he looks like. He's that contract is dragging them down. Their their shooting numbers are still atrocious. And right. When was the last year that LeBron was the best player in the NBA? For sh- like for sure. Because it it's not this year anymore. Like we're finally, I think, firmly um, into the era where he's not going to be. Probably, probably the year, probably the year that 
they lost to uh, Golden State in 2018. Like, yeah. yeah, nailed yeah. on, like nailed on. He's our yeah, best. He had player, that great. Like... Yeah, he had that great game seven against us at the end. Had 51 game one. Yeah. They should have won that game. I agree. They weren't going to win that series, but they should have won that game. He, he was phenomenal. That's one of the best finals performers I've ever seen. Uh, hey, bar none. It's just, you're, you're starting to see, you know, I caught a yeah. little bit of them playing the uh, playing the Pelicans. And I, yeah. I just think you're starting to see stuff happen to LeBron James that like never would have happened to LeBron James like when we were younger. And I'm not, this isn't a criticism. I mean, the man's putting a lot of great uh, miles and minutes in, into the NBA. He's, he's just showing his age a little bit. I, I watched him try to kind of go back and forth one on one with, uh, Oh my god! Why am I fucking blanking on his Zion. name? Zion and uh, he um, didn't look good. <laughs> from, like athletic, yeah. Right? I mean, Zion, Zion is, is a young young bull, and he yeah. But it wasn't even like you know, it wasn't even like all right. Let me like put on a little fucking dribble and like wet one in your face. It was like bad. Like he was just getting fucking thrown around. <laughs> this is like yeah, this is crazy yeah. to see this happen, LeBron James. I mean, I know he's old. I'm not celebrating it. It's just yeah. No, I mean, it was no, just kind of weird to see it and like process it, if that makes sense, and be like, oh, yeah. I mean, okay, LeBron James. That's like dominated, so he's mm-hmm. getting bodied. Like and and just like Zion was just like, I'm gonna take it to him right now, and he just did, and he did it because it's LeBron James. You know, he's like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck oh yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And, um, and that I target. Love- I think that target that. on his back is gonna is gonna be a heavy weight to bear if the, he ever wants to try and win another championship. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, for, no, for, for for sure. And I, I I didn't have them on on the agenda, but I love what I see from New Orleans as well. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're a team that makes the playoffs as well in the Western Conference. I like Zion a lot, to be honest. You know the holds up you said? No, I think I like Zion a lot. I think the criticism, uh, the worry with him, obviously, like his body and like if if he it, like is gonna be able to stay healthy in his frame and stuff. But I think he looks he looks great. Like honestly, like I think yeah. he's looks like he's in the best shape of his life. So yeah, I think yeah, they can make I, a, a like fun the, run. Yeah, Zion, you can't be out there looking like me on the court. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he was. He was close. He was close. Um, he was. I was just worried about his fucking ankles for a minute there. Like right. he just really fucking high, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm glad he's back and. No, he's yeah, looking good. He's looking well. good. They, they have really. You know, I love. I love Jose Alvarado, aka GTA. Grant, Grant, the Grant. I love him. I love him. Love I would it. take that Love spark. It. I would take that spark off the bench for the Celtics in one second. We were talking about this in the Discord, I think, a couple weeks ago when we played them. Yeah. He's great. He gets like yeah. one like awesome transition steal a game. Like he's he's all energy. He's all fire. He's attitude. Like he's he's cool. I love him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he's he's yeah he's he's great. Um, I would take him in a second. I would tra- I would trade Pritchard for him in like one heartbeat. But I don't think I, I don't think they're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're doing that. that. No, I'm not gonna do that. But I, I, absolutely. So. But yeah, so I, uh, they're they're that team that, that to look out for as as well. Uh, so let let's jump. Let's try to do this rapid fire because we're we're long on time Got here. It. So we're gonna jump into the awards. So you kind of already said this, but you can say just uh, real quick. Uh, give give me a name for MVP so far. Jason Tatum. <laughs> uh, uh, right, right, right. I mean, even though it's a I, I got I got Luca right now for. Um, listen, I think they probably will give it to Luca because yeah. I. I know how the MVP voting works, and I know that the kind of the criteria that they're looking for in an MVP. Yeah, and I think that following along with the traditional criteria of the MVP award, I think Luca probably will get it. But if, if we're just saying who the best player is right now, yeah, it's Tatum right now. Yeah, it's Tatum. Yeah, no, sure, sure. Once again, not not here to be mad about that, but I just, I just, think, I just think they often hand out the MVP award as like a consolation prize to a really good player on a shitty team. And I think that like Luke has got that written all over him this season, to be honest. Yeah. Like, no, no, that for, supporting for, cast no. is just letting him down so fucking hard. And it's just like, it's sad to see. So they're, well, gonna, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not good, but yeah. <laughs> they're not. Um, yeah. <laughs> he is so, 
Uh, this is kind of this is a consensus for us right now. We're good of the year. It's it's, it's Paulo Bencaro. Yeah, easy. Yeah, so uh, I can ne- probably next- predict next year's rookie of the year too. To be honest with you, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, you, go, yeah you gotta be healthy though. Gotta be healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, six 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 men. What do you have for six men? I want to. I wanted to give it to Brogdon. Okay. I, I mean, again, we're I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Some people are thinking Russ or people think whatever, but I, I think that Russ, um, Russ getting it would make a lot of sense too. I I honestly think that like his and his switch to the bench was a little bit more high profile, and then, like I don't know, stats wise, he might be actually edging Brogdon out as far as like consistently putting up points as a spark off the bench. But I mean, I don't know. Like Brogdon's a guy that would start on. 28 teams <laughs> so i don't you know it's that's, like including ours if we were set up differently so uh, yeah uh, to me six man for brogdon yeah i i'm i was struggling with this one here but just uh maybe think about defensive player of the year um, yeah. you know what would be so far i mean i i don't think it's gonna be go bear i don't i don't know who, who, who that would be well it's uh, like they never give it back to back right but and even if they didn't or even if they did smart like probably isn't gonna win it this year i mean like Giannis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's probably, it probably, it probably could be him again. Like he's always in. OG uh, and Anobi. OG and Anobi. I would, I would. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe OG from from uh from Portland. So I mean, Portland, uh, Toronto. So yeah, so I, I, I think yeah, you mentioned Rudy probably, Gobert earlier. I mean, yeah, yeah. but no, safe, safe pick probably would be Giannis. I think Giannis is always someone that could be in in that. Uh, he's probably in the. He's still in the MVP conversation too. By the way, like that's not. Right. Like, oh, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's by no um, means like decided. Yeah, not 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 at all. But and then uh. Last, last but not least, uh, for for the most improved player, who, who do you have there? Um, I know we talked about a couple of guys that might be nominated for this, but for me, the standouts: Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I think he's really stepped into his own. I think he's become like a untradeable piece on that team. I think you can actually build some shit around him. And considering the amount of picks that those fuckers have coming up, I think uh, that most improved player award is going to look mighty, mighty nice. Hanging on his mantle in a few years because I really think he stepped up, and I was always always kind of pulling for him too. So. That would be my pick. I know that there's definitely some other candidates though this year. Yeah. It's actually one of the more interesting, most improved player award years. Yeah, for um, sure. Because there are a lot of guys coming through and like and stepping up. But uh, for me, it'd be him for right now. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's Laurie Marketing. So a good pick. Yeah, I, I just think twenty-one and nine. He was already pretty good though. Yeah, right. But I'm like, it's just this is. I'm not sure. When he when he got drafted seventh in twenty sixteen, like or twenty seventeen, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I'm not sure people was like okay like this is what like obviously Chicago was hoping for that Cleveland hoped for that but yeah to see it come together under Will Will Hardy like I think that this is where his emergence is taking off and I'm just like man like he has become a legit guy they can go to and for him to shoot over 35 percent from three and, you know just just being uh, become a new staple in you know that offense and in that city like I think for him you know once again not the consensus choice but he, he is someone to me that that stood out right away. And 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 has let that. So, just any any final words when we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how often we're going to be able to do like such a uh, a good forensic deep dive of of the whole NBA in both conferences, mm-hmm. considering that we're both uh, a part of a, a show and a, a wider network that does Boston Celtics centric content. So, mm-hmm. I am super glad we got to talk about this. But what's nice about not really getting that opportunity or having the time for that is that I don't have the time for fucking any team right now other than the Boston Celtics. We are fucking absolutely throwing <laughs> fucking heat right now. We're throwing 98 miles an hour fastballs on a nightly basis, and we don't look like we're going fucking anywhere. And prepare for me, and I hope you, and I hope Bob, and I hope Mike, and I hope Joe, and I hope Craig to be absolutely fucking insufferable for the remainder of this season, and I'll see all you fuckers in May. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I echo every sentiment you, you just you just said. I'm going a more diplomatic route because obviously we talked about <laughs> things. Fuck <laughs> all no, your shitty teams. No, just us, us, being, us being brand new to the, to the network. So like, subscribe, share the show, tell, tell a friend, tell another friend, tell another friend, tell another friend. Uh, regardless of what they say, word of mouth is still the best way to get information out there. And, you know, as always, we thank you for listening. So for DK Sizzle, I'm Hollywood Rayshawn Buchanan. And until next time, we'll see you. Peace. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.